Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lafondra looking to get Conside of Fon. Lafondra away from David! 3-1 running! Three points running! Hello, 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 and welcome to another season of the Sacred Elm Park Royals Preview Podcast, or should I say the Elm Park Royals Phantom Preview Podcast, because I'll let you into a little secret, I'm not in a dark, dingy room in Cardiff all Reading, I'm actually down on location at Phantom Brewery in Reading, and I'm joined by Alex, an El Park Royals regular, slash kind of my boss. Hello. I wouldn't say boss. That's, that's putting it to... Kind of your boss? Supervisor, I would like to say. That's it. Supervisor's... Because Paul sort of delegates to you, who then delegates to me. So there's a chain of command, if you will. And in very exciting news, I'm joined by the man of the moment, Dane White, the proprietor of Phantom Brewery, who's here to talk to us about... His, his pride and joy. Hello, Dane. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for letting me into your very warm office. It's kind of less of an office, more of a sauna. Uh, fortunately, we're being plied by um, a lovely, seemingly never-ending supply of phantom beers to, to quench our thirst and no, to no lower complaints. our temperatures. I'm not complaining. Lovely, um, lovely free beers when it's 30 degrees outside. I like accepting a freebie, especially when free the free, freebies are as tasty as these. Excellent. Um, embarrassingly, my brother, Finn, shout out if you're listening, he's probably not, he's probably doing <laughs> other things, um, he worked here for a little time, and in all that time I was like, yeah, I'll come down to Phantom, I'll see what it's all about, and I've never, ever, ever come until today, so, Dave. first timer. First yeah, timer. I'm a first timer. I've, uh, I've had my Phantom virginity stripped upon arrival. That probably isn't making the final cut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I suppose we better start off, Dane, by qualifying the fact that you are a bona fide Reading fan, and you have been for several years. I showed you my paperwork before this started. You did. Prove it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's we have to get every guest on the podcast to do like a twenty-question multiple-choice <laughs> test before coming on, and Dane passed with flying colours. You'll be glad to hear. Um, tell us a little about Phantom and what you guys do down here in your little neck of the woods in Reddit. So Phantom started back in 2019. Um, it goes actually a few years before that, 2017. Me and my best mate, uh, Dom Jensky, we had the idea whilst we were homebrewing after quitting our jobs to kind of pursue something a bit more fun to uh, make this business. And yeah, two years down the line, we were able to open November 2019. And yes, yeah, since, since then, things have been going great. You know, it's, uh, we brew hazy pails, sours, you know, lagers kind of across the whole range. Um, just stuff we enjoy drinking ourselves across the whole ABV range. And 
and yeah, so uh, try and um, mix our branding kind of with stuff we really enjoy. The reason we started this kind of business together is because we're best mates. Um, so a lot of it's music related or football related or kind of things that just are the reasons why we kind of became best mates and we put that into the bid. I feel like this is something that every like mate, best mate pairing go mm. through at some point in their life. They go, you know what we should do? We should definitely open a bar. We should open a pub together. <laughs> and you guys have actually like lived the dream. Yeah. You yeah. actually opened the brewery together. Like, yeah. I feel that's everyone wants to do. It's like an 18 to 25 year old is a best mate. We, we used to just travel around on holidays together, especially after we quit. We had so much free time. So we would just go into bars and go, oh, this would be cool. This was back in Reading, you know, kind of where we would like to hang out. But we just didn't have anything kind of like that. So we're like, how can we make the spot? It started with us. How can we have the beer at home that we want that's a bit cheaper? And then go, well, how can we have the space and the environment and like the games and all that stuff? And we are oh, if we just make it ourselves, if you build it, they will come kind of... Uh, kind of way about it so and they have because outside this office door there's actually a good conglomeration of of bodies outside the door it's a swelteringly hot day in rg whatever it is i want to say rg1 we are rg1 yeah. there you go um and uh, lots of people down you know clearly you, you're making something of it but also i guess to reading fans you're probably best known at the moment especially in elm park royals territory for you guys came out with the amazing McDermott and Coppel cans for the anniversary season last year uh, where you had the home kit and the away kit from both seasons on there. And they, uh, my brother was trying to get hold of them for us when they went live and they sold out in like 10 minutes, if that, before we put more up. It was, um, they, they flew off the shelves. So, um, you know, you've, you've got the Reading affiliation. Tell me, how did that come about for you, like, doing those McDermott and Steve Cobble can. So since day one, we've always had an idea of kind of doing, again, beers that are, of stuff we really enjoy, really love our passions. And so Reading beer was always on the cards. But the one thing I always struggled with was kind of thinking of the idea of the name behind it and just something that links to the Reading fans and everything even seemed like too on the nose, too cheesy. It was, you know, do do you call a beer Jimmy Kebe socks? You know, that kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, and I just couldn't like fall on something that I really felt actually the Reading fans would love but not be just oh you know, promotion team put the year on it or you know put a player's name and then that's it and yeah. so the other one of the guys here he was like oh I went call it hoops and I was like nah it's too close to QPR territory right there yeah, just don't, you know, don't want any of that can't have <laughs> yeah. uh, you are just doesn't again the name yeah. just doesn't work so yeah so then when the game uh, was announced I was like ah oh, there you go I have an idea now because we can kind of work with the retro kits which you know, they're very popular now anyway, but, you know, you put it on a can, it looks really cool, I think the fans would buy into it. And then the names kind of, like, spoke for themselves, so you've got the two best managers in Reddit's history, I'm a big McDermott fan. Anyway, uh, so yeah, oh, so... That's a good question, though. Jacob, McDermott or Koppel? Oh, you can't you can't do me dirty like that and put me on the spot, Alex. I think, for me, being the age I'm at, even though Koppel is God, I'm a McDermott boy, because he's like my dad, you know? See, I feel like we're all about that age where McDermott is the uh, McDermott is the favoured because that's the games you went to yeah, most when you were, that, you were that age at the uh... which which leads on to the inevitable question Dane being a Reading lad yourself tell, talk to me about your favourite Reading memories because like most Reading fans you will have been delighted to see Shane Long re-sign for us this week it's not a dream it's actually happened I saw it today I've, I've been pinching myself ever since he was like you say he did actually make an in the flesh appearance on the pitch against West Ham today a game that we didn't lose everyone we actually drew that one all 
I wasn't there because I'm a fair weather. Um, Dane, Shane Long's back. Presumably this has stirred all sorts of rallying memories from yesteryear for you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, even the other day I was back on YouTube just watching my favourite Shane Long Reading goals. You're trying to kind of go, was there any that, you know, don't stand out? So you had the Cardiff, you had the Liverpool, that's the most mm. obvious, but was there one that kind of slipped by? And I think, you know, quite a few of his headed goals are always quite nice, you know. Yeah, I forget yeah. that he was actually He's quite a good happy in the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I don't know, when I think of Long, like you say, it's easy for your mind to drift towards the more memorable Shane Long goals, like the little lobbed effort against Cardiff, the goal at Liverpool. But... He's handy in the air. It's like a kangaroo. He's taking lessons off the Australian contingent, like Federici. Let me tell you, is that racist? Probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> I remember that, like when Federici was definitely his pomp for Brennan, so promotion season, season four. He used to just do the you know the sidewinder kick, and it would be straight to Shane Long up in the air, kind of head it on, and then you'd have like say Kebe McEnough running off him as well, and that would be especially what a combo. especially playoff season and season with McDermott took over. That was a, like a real key key thing they used to. Really aim for so. Yeah, it's with with Long being back. I know that Reading fans have have been crying out for some sort of like emotional connection that's been lost over time, right? And I know he's thirty five. I know he's not going to be like this miracle signing that is going to solve all of our problems straight away. But all of a sudden, there's a little bit more of an emotional attachment again. And and when when you football. By and large, when you're not talking about promotion, relegation, whatever, it's about how it makes you feel, right? And in terms of the Royals' memories that are most indelibly, indelibly etched upon your, your brain, Dane, mm. that rind, um, talk to us, because you've presumably got fond memories of the first promotion season in 2006. You've presumably got fond memories of, of when we did it under McDermott in 2012. What are some highlights for you? Well, one that actually links to Shane as well, the interesting to see your thoughts. So the playoff final, I remember that game finishing and being like, is Shane Long going to play for us again? And he got like three more. I think he played two games, yeah, didn't he? At the start games, of the season yeah. before the transfer went through. But I remember watching it going, I think that's it. Yeah. I, I can't see him come back because he had 23 goals kind of that season, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, so that it's nice it's come full circle now mm. coming back. But yeah, I always, uh, whenever people ask me their like, favourite ring memory, it's like the few seconds before Jim Carachan shot hit the post for mm. final when the comeback when the comeback really was this on. Is, this is not for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, very that's very down painful because at the time I was what like fourteen, so it's made you all feel old. Yeah, great, um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was it's for me one of the biggest like Reading what if moments in oh, recent yeah, history. Yeah, I mean we had a podcast on it a couple of years ago about what if what if he'd scored. What would have happened? I, I, I struggled. I struggled to think of a, a better atmosphere than once we got the second goal in Between that little the, period. Yeah, up when until he hit the post, right? That bit is just the, the way the fans are going at Wembley. I just I remember that standing out and just being like, "Oh, this is proper." And as as McDermott has said multiple times, if we'd gone on score, if he'd scored there, mm. we would have won. won. Everybody knows we would have won. Wasn't it but, Scott Sinclair that like? Yeah. Tour is a new yeah yeah that Zuri, was when Andy, he just ripped zero Kishnes Vinny and Andy Griffin's uh, uh, big old Zurab who is probably still on like a list of my top three Georgians of all time he, his, 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 five, memory, his memory was still like because he was like number forty four or something yeah. mental like that wasn't it his memory's forever tainted by that playoff final yeah. because yeah. that season before he was brilliant he was great and then that playoff final he was responsible for what three goals would be an exaggeration and see when Andy Griffin I remember 
him making his debut for Reading and then be like, oh, let's see what he does. And then going, oh, he is a level above every other player on this pitch. He's just older. So there's certain things that he's now lost, like his pace. You know, definitely the legs weren't being with the world. But he had a footballing IQ that was just above everyone else. So you, like, I remember him being on the side, just nutmegging like, the opponent's team left winger. And then just getting past him, you're like, but you're the slowest man on this pitch. I've never really considered the fact that, obviously, we had Andy Griffin and Ian Hart. We had a very, very slow wing-back pairing, didn't we? For <laughs> oh, a little while. They... I know they never played together that much, but, no, like... But I, I, there's something about, like, a really, like, craggy fullback for Reading that fills my heart with joy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, would not, I would not be averse to us, like, signing, like, a 40 year like... 40-year-old Alexander Kolarov at some point yeah. in the future, do you know what I mean? Um, Hopefully we're set for right back now. Oh, well, you never know. I mean, you know what our injury record's like. We might all be, like, struck down by a plague of locusts before kick-off. Um, Dane, you brought up um, Reading semi-legend Andy Griffin. Mm-hmm. Before we hit the record button... This is a great story. Um, we were in the tap room and you were telling us about your, your brush with with royalty in yes. Sakura or what was then Sakura in Reading Town Centre um, with Andy Griffin and the lads talk to us about that because it's not every day that you get to run into like a local footballing hero on a Monday night on the lash absolutely and Ian Hart was there just to re- so there really was top tier players there was the next level and then you had Ben Hamer you had the other guys as well so yeah Monday night in uh, Reading I've just come back from uni to go on a night out it was between the end of the season and the playoffs, uh, which, you know... Gonna make, this is going to make some people very angry that they weren't <laughs> prepping for the playoffs. Yeah. I know, well, I, I didn't want to... We wanna, did win the semi-final. I didn't want to say it, but like if, if, if it was Dane's fault that we have uh, that we went and lost the final at Wembley, then not only is it probably going to be the end of the Elm Park Royals preview podcast, but also probably the end of the Phantom yeah. brand as, as it is today. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say if it was in between the season, we did beat Cardiff. All right. So yeah, I'll, yeah, give him, I'll, give him, I'll give Dana pass. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll allow it. I've oh. been reminded it was rock night as well, so that we now know their favourite night out is a student rock night. So. I can see I can see Ian Hart and Andy Griffin and Jem Couchin being into their rock. Totally. We'll Absolutely. get. We'll, we'll, we'll have to ask you at some point. <laughs> yeah, so let's say it was the usual suspects of Jim Carachan, Ben Hamer, the kind of people you, they were always hanging out with, plus then Randy, Andy Griffin, and Neil Hart being the kind of dads of the group, tagging mm. along, going, oh. Don't drink yeah, too much, yeah, dads. Exactly <laughs> going, We've got a playoff final, so only two more. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they, they just ended up, but we, our group just said hello, we said we're big Reading fans, and uh, can we get a picture? Uh, more, some of them obliged more than others. Andy Griffin, I have a picture with him being the grumpiest man to ever exist. He's pretty grumpy. Uh, but if anyone's seen him smile, anyone listening, send us a tweet <laughs> of Andy Griffin smiling, and we'll probably like give you some sort of freebie. We can't guarantee it will be phantom beers. It might just be like a follow back or something. But I've not seen evidence, so. Yeah. But yeah, so then yeah, the Jim Carrachan was just at the bar going, I need sixteen Jaeger bombs. Because he turn around and do a quick finger count, and uh, then he pass them out. Go, do you want one? Go, absolutely. Have you had one yet? No, I haven't. Please give me another one. Thank you very much. And yeah, so I drunk from eleven o'clock. I drunk for free. Jem Karachan was the main man, trying to get the drinks out, and uh, uh, the rest of the night did not go as well after we left the Reading players. We'll, we'll send him your thanks. Yeah. <laughs> pass that along. So we all saw him relatively recently for the Legends game. I know we've already touched upon it because we're talking about the anniversary cans. But do you remember after that game? Because we were there, weren't we, Alex? Yes. Yeah. Um, Karachan was all right. 
that day and everyone was saying oh sign him up like he can still do a job for us and then like it was only the last week wasn't he signed for someone in yeah. non-league I think he signed yeah. for Radcliffe I think he's yeah. well he's, he still lives up in Manchester and he's, I, think he's, yeah. I think he's signed for a club must be four miles three miles away from where he lives but he's, he's Very such a like sound bloke and like I know that sometimes I know that I, I'm guilty of this as a Reading fan sometimes the sounder the bloke the more you're likely to give him a free ride as a player. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, don't get me wrong, I've Reading, like, as far as like those promotion teams go, plenty of sound blokes to pick. To pick to. I think Long's probably one of those, which is why everyone's so so pleased at their back. I suppose, Dane, looking forward to next season, we know it's going to be a big old slog, and if we finish 21st and stay above the dotted line, then it's going to have been... A success because we can rebuild the next year. The next year. How do you think it's going to go down? Are you more optimistic? Are you less optimistic? Like, what are your thoughts and feelings ahead of kickoff? So I think one one of the things when I talked to the Ampart Royal guys before is we're looking for the connection anyway. I think you can always take a bit of rubbish on the pitch if the fans feel part of it. And the problem is the last few seasons they've been rubbish and the fans have felt further away from the yeah. club than any time in my kind of lifetime. We've been lucky. We've lived through the best ever period of Grand FC so it's kind of, it feels kind of a shame that you've got this lull and we're kind of taking it for granted because it's still better than some of the previous uh, uh, previous years but I think it's just building that connection and actually the fans having it, like understanding the players and believing in them trusting them and then the actual club doing stuff to build that relationship as well and then I don't mind really what happens on the pitch as much I don't want to don't want to go through a relegation but we are going to go through a relegation scrap we Mm. You know, we we can't sit here and say anything different. I, I, I'd lo- I'd love to be surprised, but if the other stuff off the pitch, which has clearly got better since the season's end to now, if that carries on going in the way it's going, I think it's going to be a much more fun season than Reading had for quite a few. It feels years, like there's a bit of light at the end of the yeah. tunnel, right? Yeah. Like that's the main main thing at the moment for for fans at least. It feels like there's a like it doesn't feel like we're just descending into this deep dark hole. Well, because if never we, ending, if we'd moment. gone down last season and had to have a season in League One under transfer embargo, it would have been bleak. Whereas now, I don't want to tempt Providence, but if we went down next season but could still spend, it would be a, a more potential. Exactly. I, I don't want to. Nobody wants to go relegated, no, but at least there's, at least it's not. A case of going down and trying to sign free agents who want to play just solely in, it would be very difficult. And now that, like today, as we record, we've just had a very creditable one all draw against West Ham, where Yaku Mate's got on the score sheet. We're going up. Yeah, yeah we're going up. <laughs> well, my, my brother's already sent me a message on Twitter saying the rules are going up, so you, you heard it here first. But I, I don't want to put be a, be a Debbie Downer because I know. Don't, don't be. It's okay. <laughs> well, shall we just like wrap it there? Yeah. That so in, in previous years we played pre season op, uh, opposition from the Premier League and and been tonked like three 0 to like Swansea, Chelsea, Palace. We were at West Ham. West Ham, indeed. And, and you know there's a glimmer of hope there and hopefully it gives the players a bit of buoyancy but Alex this week there's news coming out and I hate to bring it up because it really is a bit of a crushing blow and I'm quite sad about it R- there are there are rumours that Reading have lost their Category 1 Academy status right? and as a club that prides itself on our production of youth and having players break through for the first team like Michael Lise, Omar Richards, and you know, way, way more in, in recent times under the tutelage of Eamon Dolan. Both of you, like, 
probably had the same reaction to that news as I did, where you thought, to, like, that's kind of like being one of our glistening jewels in the crown that's been taken away from us, right? It feels like if we'd gone down last season, that was the one, like, saving grace, right? The yeah. one saving grace for Reading over the last few years has been we do have a relatively productive academy. You've got McIntyre's come through the academy and now playing in the first... Holmes has come through the academy, playing in the first team. You know, you've got multiple players who've now moved on in Richards. You've got Elise who's moved on. Uh, and then we're looking back, you know, five, six, seven years now at this point. But you've still got players like who are still playing at this level, players like Cooper, who still plays yeah. at this level every yeah. year. And he's a major, major key part in, in a team. Um... Jack Stacey's just Jack, gone up. Jack yeah. Stacey, exactly, yeah. is another one. And I mean, even, even, even Tyree Spawner, who's now at Reading. Mm. Uh, but obviously losing category one is not, it's not ideal in any way, shape or form. You have to just hope that the, the report that's come out around the fact that it's down to understaffing and resourcing is the main issue because the facilities at Bearwood are really good. Oh, they are, yeah. they are available there and they're really good. So if it is just a case of the fact that last season we didn't have that framework of staff in place to be able to justify, or not justify, but mm. be able to service the academy as it should be able to if you're a Category 1 club, hopefully it means that now we've got this like you know staff framework in place available for the academy that next time there's an inspection academy uh, for the academy and they're able to reapply for a Cat 1 status and you know we can ensure that any any players who are coming through in the next three, four, five years are, are able to stay at Reading. And that we can just retain talent on our books. I mean, because it'd be really good to get some sort of clarity from the club on this because in, in pre-season, Reading have been quite good at, since Mark Bowen's come in at just communicating to the fans as we've been asking for for ages, just the way that thing, things are. And so if they were to offer some sort of statement on how soon it would be that we get that back, then great, because one of the things over the years for me as a running fan is, is looking forward to seeing that, that flux of, of youth talent coming through. Dane, we've talked about your hopes for the season as a running fan. We haven't talked about, and this is putting you on the spot, so mm-hmm. get ready. I'm ready. Your hopes at Phantom for the next year, like a year from now, with you guys being down here, you know, in the tap room, what are you looking forward to doing within the, the next year? You're putting them on the spot. I his, am putting his, them his on the spot. This is going to listen to this and be like, we haven't discussed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is literally a world exclusive before Dane's business partner has even heard of this. Right. When so. I say we're opening five new bars, it goes, since when? <laughs> <laughs> no, so we've got a brand new kit that's just been installed now, which um, is mainly from a production standpoint. We're looking at quality. We're looking at being able to produce more beer. So that's something we're really looking forward to now. We've got another bit of kit um, coming in November, a centrifuge, which again is just something to take the quality up another 10% or so. So we're just trying to kind of now implement some stuff on the production side rather than the other bits to add those little bits here and there that we can sit here in a year's time we recall we now us we, we're producing the best we've ever done we've got a good team around us what are the next steps in terms of them branching out and how can we get our appeal out to different areas as well but yeah so at the moment it's definitely just uh, keeping in house just trying to make better beer day by day Better beer, Jacob. You hear that? That's excellent news. That's, that's what I like to hear. Better that's beer. music to my Even ears. Even better beer. Because I'll tell you what, the beer, 
like as it is today on the 16th of July 2022 it's still said, pretty good he says having polished off a whole pint oh, in the last I'm, 20 I'm minutes or so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm knocking it back like squash <laughs> uh, Alex what's your favourite phantom beer uh well, I've just finished during the podcast the point of my cat's birthday. Nice, pretty yeah, good. Me too. Yep, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, pleased yeah, with that. Like, liking that. Yeah. I don't know the name of the slushy beer that you've got outside. But Echoes. I'm, Echoes. Echoes is the one that I'd go for. This is the one that I'm looking forward to later on in the evening. I told you this before we started recording. There's some some sort of negative association that I have with the word slushy. I just think of those like slush puppy, like shite, like motorway service station. Whereas I, things. I think blue raspberry is potentially the best flavour in the world. Wait, it's got to be a mix. It's a blue and a red. We made a blue raspberry sour recently solely from the idea of the slushy and that blue raspberry flavour. My favourite cocktail is generally a blue raspberry lemonade. I was drinking some of those last The night. ideas are flowing down here at Phantom. And. Here we go. And here we go. Dane, what is coming up for Phantom in the next. Few weeks, months. So we've maybe. gone from me saying. I know you yeah. you're, you're talking about the business. Now I'm we're talking, talking about beer. Days. I'm just talking yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at business now. We're at pleasure. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. So in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be releasing some new uh, red in cans. So some yeah, retro boy. kits. We're going to have a four pack, hopefully ready for the first game I of the can't. season. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully ready uh, for them. We've got some of our favourites. It was kind of put to committee. We all put a favourite kit out there and had our designers done a great job. If you saw the cans before. Um, you know, very much in keeping with that, but with some different different kits this time. Uh, I wouldn't sleep on them because the last ones did go way quicker than they I ever imagined. Quick. I was um, way too slow. So yeah, so four different beers this time. Keep an eye on our social media. Yeah, well, because we'll, we'll put it up on there. But you were cheeky because you you say you focus grouped it. We focus grouped it in a Twitter way where you're like, oh, what are your favourite rain kits <laughs> of the last whatever years? It's called public research. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So, but yeah, so uh, look forward to those. We've got a few others that have already been designed on top of those. But, yeah, we'd, what what kits do people want to see on a, on a can? What's That's your favourite kit of all time? Of all time? Uh, Reading-wise, I know it's a bit yeah, contra- Reading-wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Controversially, um, actually, you know that... Like centenary Elm Park, Elm Park kit with the really rubbish, crusty badge and one the that Elm Park like trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah me, the one, the one me, that our logo is based because on. you know the kit we had under Poundovich with the collar. Yes, right. Yep. So that collar was based on the, that kit at Elm Park with the Auto Traders sponsor. It doesn't get any better than that for me. I know, like people prefer the one before with the little like um, red diamond like collar. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I would not be surprised to see a couple of those designs rocking out. So before Reading soon. brought back the collar, we had the, the run of two kits in a row that got us promoted that had collar on. Yeah. And I, as soon as they brought back the next collar, I was like, that's it. We're up. Promotion <laughs> is yeah. confirmed. The collar yeah. equals promotion. That's, that's what got me excited that season we finished seventh. I was like, we can't finish seventh. We've got a collar. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's the rule, right? The and look, as, at the time of recording, we haven't actually... Um, got eyes on the kit for next season if it's got a collar get excited if it hasn't then prepare for League One everyone (laughs) and on that bombshell I suppose all that's left to do is to thank Dane White proprietor of Phantom Brewing Co down here in RG1 Reading and Alex hello you're still knocking around Elm Park Towers Elm Park Royals Towers Still here. Thank you for coming on as well. Uh, we're going to get out this very, very warm and stuffy office now. Uh, listen out in the season for plenty of these preview podcasts sponsored by Phantom. And also a very special 
promotional discount code that you can hear at the beginning of every episode too. Hello, it's me. I'm doing the post edit. Don't mind me. I'm just slipping in to tell you that that discount code that I was telling you about just then is actually EPR10. That's EPR10 at checkout if you fancy buying some of the beers we were just talking about. I'm not telling you to buy the beers, but if you did want to buy the beers, I'd probably use EPR10 for 10% off your final order. Back to the podcast. There's only a little bit left now. This has been me, Jacob Southcline, Dane White, and Alex. I keep on forgetting your surname. You can go with Alex, it's fine. Alex is fine. He's just a man of, international man of mystery Alex from Elm Park Royals. And uh, we'll see you when the season kicks off. Two Take weeks care to for now. Two weeks to go. Take care, you lot. Bye-bye. Bye.